Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up? My name's Ben. I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Yeah. Welcome back. Day oh, after Valentine's Day. Right? How was how was everyone's Valentine's? Was it good? Was it fantastic? Was it awesome? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Uh, we ate delicious food. Ooh, yeah. That's our love language, food. Food. <laughs> yeah. Steak, seafood, mashed potatoes, garlic bread. Scallops. No vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes are a vegetable, technically. Oh, and we had mushrooms, actually, and then we drank a lot of wine. It was awesome. That's true. That is true. Yes. So, what do we have to talk about today? We just passed our one year. We were on TV. Oh, my gosh. That was a whirlwind of a week. That was a wicked week. That was one wicked week. Holy, I feel like it actually just, I don't know. It was almost just like a fantasy world. <laughs> Is this a real life? I did that last episode. I'm not going to do it again. That same song? I think so. Oh, boy. Is this just fantasy? Yeah, let's just... I was singing Ghostbusters before this, so let's keep you on were, that. You were just jiving. Do, do, do. Yeah. What are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No, your local authorities. Come on now. Yeah. Seriously, something strange in your neighborhood and you're going to call Ghostbusters? No, Absolutely. you call the police. This is a true crime podcast. That's true. You're about to get murdered. You call the police. Call the police and lock your dolls. Yes. <laughs> We're off the wall tonight. Sorry, guys. Okay, well, honestly, okay. If it wasn't for me, we wouldn't even be having a podcast. Okay, I almost forgot to record Not tonight. because I did all the work. You did all the work. Well yes. done. But you were like basically ready to go to bed. And I was like, oh, we have to like... Record her podcast, Ben. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I almost forgot. It was just because we were like Valentine's dinner, just chilling, eating good food. I was like food coma and ready for bed. So. Oh, we watched a terrific movie. I was really into it. Finally. We watched Free Guy. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It was a good movie. Perfect mix of a movie for you and me, I think. Why? Because you like the the romantic happy endings. And for me, it had Ryan Reynolds. If the movie doesn't have a happy ending, why the shit you watch it? And if it doesn't have Ryan Reynolds, why the shit are you going to watch it? Which is it? so funny that I say that because every podcast we've done basically does not have a happy ending. Right? They're all <laughs> shitty endings. Welcome to the world of true crime, right? Yeah, it my is logic is. is really messed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on though. Let's drop that. There are antics that we're doing here. We got to go and talk about our patrons because we got mm -hmm. more patrons to thank this week. Are you doing it or am I? I don't even have a list, so fly I, at I it. I have a list and I can pass you the list. 
I'm doing it, aren't I? I'm just going to be like, I can't. And then you, sure, go for it. Okay, I'll do it again because you are too chicken I to get try shy. and pronounce I names. I get shy for pronouncing names. Okay, so our badass patrons that joined us last week over on Patreon, we've got Brooklyn Ferrillo, Toya Powell, Katie Bakken, I really hope I said that right, Jennifer Cooper, Tammy Johnson, Jennifer Abel, Abel or Abel? I think it's Abel. A-B-E-L. Yeah. 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 Pretty sure it's Abel. And Jordan Bowden. You guys are all badass. Thank you very much for joining us. Nice. Yeah. Some wicked patrons over there. Wow. We're up to 107 of just wicked people. Like that is awesome. Right. So awesome. So if you want to join us over on Patreon, you can find that link down below and you can join us because why not? So yeah. There you go. Um, Do we have some people we want to thank over on Instagram and of course our Patreon too, who won our giveaway. Oh yeah. Here, let me, let me look here. Where are we? <laughs> You're where, the one who headed the where giveaway. Are you should we? have I this know, information ready to go. I don't even have my phone because it makes weird noises in the mic. So I just like leave it, leave it away. Um, so yeah, Yami one. I think that's how you're going to say, say her name. Yamily's fret. Over on Instagram. Instagram. She won $50 towards um, merch. Yeah. And uh, she chose a hoodie as far I'm pretty sure. I got to still get that shit Do you know ordered. what hoodie it was that she chose? I'm curious. Um, I think it was the Wicked and Grim banner hoodie. Okay. Okay. Pretty sure. Pretty and sure. Then over on Patreon, we got Kevin Kyle who won Kevin Kyle. the draw there. So thank you guys for entering and you won yourself some dope ass merch. Well, you guys are we are not awesome. going to talk about what Kyle wanted? What did Kyle want? Tell us right now. <laughs> So he wanted a death head moth long sleeve tee. Oh, I've been wanting a death head shirt. I know. I should get some. Super cool. Good choices. Well yeah. done. Because if we haven't said it before, we actually have to purchase our own merch because it's through Redbubble. So yeah, it's like we just tell them to print on demand and it's like if we want some, we actually have to purchase it too. Which is kind of just like a sweet deal because like we live in a tiny home and uh i don't know how we go about doing that yeah storing all this stock would not be a thing for us so yeah it might have been because uh, i that's originally honestly how i thought we were going to do it um and that would have just been a disaster oh yeah there's no way it fit in this house yeah okay so are you ready to move on to this week's case i am ready to party to party party to party p-a-r-t yeah. why because i said so how, how does that go again Oh, no. You I ain't got no alibi. What? Oh, is that <laughs> that is way off okay, base. Sorry, I don't know. I was singing a oh, different song. Oh, I remember. P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. It's the mask. Jim Carrey. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I was on a different Why? level. Why? Because I gotta. There we go. Um. Okay, are we taking a little break, kind of? Because what last week was like heavy. And a lot of people were just like, wow, like, wow. This one is a lot different than any case we have covered so far. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, It is a murder. Okay. It is a mystery. Okay. But the amount of information that is known about this case is basically zero. Oh. You know, when you go into an exam and it's like, or a test or something like that, and they're like, you get like one flashcard you can write on one side the information to go on the exam with you or something, right? That oh, shit, I know. Yeah. Picture writing on that little index card, your normal writing size. That's about the information that is known on this case. 
Okay, that's not how I did my index cards. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, everyone's writing like super small and shit. But this, like, there's hardly anything. So there's really? there's a lot of debate about this. Um, there's there's not much concrete evidence. Hmm. So okay. Now this you're intriguing me. This is a crazy case though because there's so much unknown, and it is one of Canada's most notorious unsolved cases oh it's a canadian case it is so to all our canadian friends out there here's a little bit of our history and to all those outside of canada you're about to get learned on our history as well because mm -hmm. i didn't know this so we're all getting learned on our history today well now i'm curious if i know you probably don't okay that's what i'm i'm rolling okay. the dice on have <laughs> you ever heard of the red path mansion murders no yeah, see, there we go. I was hoping that I could say yes, but I can't. Well, let's start you off and let's paint a bit of a picture here. The Red Paths had it all. They were one of the richest families in Canada, heirs to an impressive sugar fortune. Now, James Redpath was born in 1796 uh, to Ooh. a working class. What? Sorry, can I interrupt? Redpath, isn't that like the still a sugar name? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, that, that's these people. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just was like, you're like ready to pause because you think I need to break, but I'm like, whoa, I brought red path sugar. You what? Red path sugar. I bought yeah. it. Yeah, you have. Okay, it's I'm, I'm really still a company. Okay, I'm excited. Sorry, sorry. I also I'll, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got. You, <laughs> I'm glad you got that out of your system. It's out of my system. You sure? I was okay. just like, I recognize that name. Yes, it's a legit sugar company. So James, sorry, John James Redpath was born 1976 to a working class farm workers in Scotland. Growing up, he would work manual labor jobs and he got a wealth of experience as a stonemason. Now, by the time John was 20, he ended up leaving Scotland in 1816 with very limited funds to go aboard passage on a ship. Boarding that ship, he was now broke and nearly penniless, but he embarked on a journey to his new life in Canada. He got off in Quebec City and then proceeded to walk approximately, uh, I didn't write it down, but I think it was around 200 kilometers, 250 kilometers, something like that off the top of my head. Oh but my anyways, goodness. he walked barefoot from Quebec City to Montreal, Quebec. Really? Yes. Like he lost his shoes on the way there or I what? I don't think he had shoes. Wow. So... Holy, okay. Yeah. I I remember looking up the, the distance between the two, but apparently mm -hmm. I didn't type it in. This so, is going to be quite the story, hey? Well, it definitely is. There's there's a rich history here. There's a lot of history in this case. Uh, if you want to look into the Redpath family, I didn't dive too deep in it because this isn't a, a history of their family case. Mm -hmm. It's more of like the murder side of it. Uh, but we get a little bit of the history here that I'll talk about briefly. Uh, so once he was there, he used his skills he learned back in Scotland to land himself employment in, in the construction industry, where he would work as a stonemason. Within a few years, John was running his own sizable construction business. Now, he was involved in major projects such as the construction of the Lachine Channel. Uh, now, this was a major project where John found immense success, where many other contractors before him found only failure. So he was the one who was actually able to get this project complete where no one else was able to. So he's good at what he, what he did. Oh, definitely. And this led to more projects and a booming business for him. Oh, right on. Yeah. Now in 1854, John would go on to open another business called the Red Path Sugar Company, 
which is still in business today, like you mentioned, and is a huge player in the sugar manufacturing and distributing uh, distributing world. So that's so interesting. You went from that to that. I know it's quite the leap. Like, I really wonder how that transitioned, you know? I'm not too sure. Like I said, there's a lot of history. If you want to go down that tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, it's there. I just didn't quite bother because it's not something that we're we're talking about. I'm but, also curious if that sugar sold. I'm sure it is, but probably elsewhere in the world. Oh, I'm sure it, it's around the world for sure. Yeah. But it's it's definitely like one of the big heavy hitters in Canada. I know that. I was just going to go and check actually to see if we... <laughs> <laughs> in her cupboard, but then we pour our sugar into a container, so that's not helpful. Yeah. Well, the sugar bags, no matter what brand you get, they always leak. They do. They It spills out. It could catch on something. It gets a little rip, and you got sugar everywhere. So I also, I actually feel like if sugar was in like a milk container, like container, oh, that would shit. be amazing, and you wouldn't have to put it in another container. You're fucking Should genius. Should I patent that? Oh, but wait, what if you're like... What if you need a cup of sugar? Then you have to like pour it in the cup. And what if you go too much and you got to put it back in this like jug container? You wouldn't pour too much though. I don't think it'd be hard. I don't know. I think, I think just like a, like a tote with like a lid is the a way tote. to go. A tote. <laughs> Totes, magotes, yotes. Or what about just like a cardboard box with like a plastic liner? Or, I mean, no, not plastic liner, but a paper liner. I like the milk jug. I'm setting on that. Milk carton? Milk carton. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm setting on that like a two liter. Yeah, there we go. Well, that aside, we are going to now talk a little bit more about John's personal life. Okay. Now, together, John and his wife, Ada, had five children. Amy, Peter, John, Reginald, dope fucking name for the record, mm -hmm. Harold, and, and jo Jocelyn Clifford. By all reports, the Redpath family were a close family, but generally kept to themselves on a day-to-day -day basis. They did not like publicity or seek to be like the talk of the town per se. Uh, personal issues, feelings, and moods were never really addressed and their family problems were never really a topic of conversation. Behind closed doors though, Amy and her brother were open and warm within the family. Now Ada had been quite sick for many years. So being that Amy was the oldest of the children and the only daughter, she assumed care of the household. Uh, being a little different terms, though, uh, than what we're used to, she was responsible for hiring things, hiring maids and providing things like financial advice to her younger brothers who are now getting into the business ventures themselves. The oldest sister. The yes. Sibling. Wow. Yeah. So taking care of the family was a little bit different to them. It was like hiring the maids. It's not like she's getting her brothers and sisters up early in the morning and cooking breakfast. They had maids and servers and so that sort well of stuff. Off, yeah, they had staff to take care of them, but... She was taking care of the family in other terms, right? Okay. Now, while all five of the Red Path children helped out their mother, Ada, Peter, Reggie, and Harold were generally too busy to help, and their mother's assistance began to fall heavily on Amy and Clifford, who had a close relationship with their mother. Now, though this is not certain exactly what sort of illness Ada was stricken with, uh, as there was no official diagnosis, it is clear that it was severe. There's a letter from John Redpath who wrote to his children from New York in 1880 and explained that Ada needed to spend a day recovering from a carriage ride around the park. So she was actually bad enough where just a carriage ride was something she needed oh, to recover from. That's really sad. That's hey? brutal. That's so sad. It is. 
So she die soon? What's that? Does she die soon here? Well, let's get into that, shall we? They, and they, it was so long ago, too. It might not even really known exactly what it was. Oh, exactly. Right? Th there are some theories, though, uh, that she may have been suffering from, uh, some people think, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And others, and some others uh, think autoimmune disease, that which are like reference to some symptoms that she had with her poor, poor eyesight, pain, um, neuralgia, that sort of stuff. But uh, okay. it's, it's still not known what it was. But hmm. again, there's no documentation. There's no proof. Pretty much everything surrounding this case is hearsay. Interesting. Hey, why is that? The family kept to themselves. Right. You said that. They did not like publicity. They did not like their name out there in the limelight. They just behind closed doors. Which honestly, there's nothing wrong with really. Oh, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But it definitely gets suspicious here a little later on when certain things occur. Uh, okay. I guess, yeah. Sometimes when you're quiet, you might have something to hide. That's true. That's Never tr thought of that angle. Very, but. very true. Uh, so being that the Redpath family was one of, if not the wealthiest family in Canada at the time, this meant that they could afford some serious luxuries. And with luxuries and, or sorry, with wealth and luxuries uh, comes a mansion, generally. Mm -hmm. The Redpath mansion was one of the grandest homes in Montreal's Golden Square Mile. Now, this Golden Square Mile is a nostalgic name given to an urban neighborhood, which was developed between, I think it was approximately 1850 and around 1930. And it took it sat at the foot of uh, Mount Royal in the west central section of downtown Montreal, Quebec. Awesome. Glorious place. Did it, you Google it? I did, actually. It is a place uh, where homes of like many illustrious mansions sat and it was a perfect place to call home for the red paths awesome so i'm gonna have to google it i want to see do it now unfortunately john would pass away before the family mansion was built he died on june 4th 1884 uh this cause of death was listed as paralysis and he was buried in the red path family plot at the mount royal cemetery however there are some mixed reports to the day he died. Some reports, actually, it was far later. It was, or sorry, far earlier. It was 1869. Other reports say 1870. It's a variety of dates and years, so I can't find a concrete one on that. Um, I found several websites, very reputable websites, mm -hmm. having mixed years. So Wow. That's I, so interesting. I even have a death date that's not certain. Right? Huh. It's... Like I say, nothing is for sure in this case. Wow. It's very, very odd. And it was very weird to research when I can't come up with any facts hmm. or and very little facts. Died of, of what? Sorry. Uh, it wasn't. Paral the cause of death was listed as paralysis. Huh. But again, I'm not too sure if I can even trust that. If I can't, if, if the date I'm, un I'm unsure of. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you that's going to be unsure as well. Yeah. So, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, so it, it's hard to say which is true, like for any of these, but either way, the family was forced to carry on without John that right. we do know. Now the new home was built in 1886 at 1065 Sherbrooke street. And the family lived there for many years as part of the city's high society. And here in their grand mansion, the only thing that was extraordinary about the family was their great wealth. Other than that, they were just a regular family, you know, business, going on with their lives, that sort of thing. 
But all of that was about to change because eventually the Grand Mansion would turn into the location of, like I said, one of Canada's most notorious unsolved murders. Okay, I was waiting for this. I was like, who exactly is getting murdered here? And I'm surprised I haven't heard of this, but okay. Well, buckle those seatbelts because you're about to find out who gets murdered. Well, yeah, this because this is a big name, I feel like, in Canada. So I'm just shocked here that I have no idea. It is a very big name in Canada. And it's, it, like I said, it's one of the most notorious cases out there for Canadians. And it's surprising it's not... Um, more in the limelight and mainstream. Or that there isn't more known. Yeah. It's very well, odd. You'll understand why there's not much known. <sighs> or you'll get a little more details on how it was kept hush-hush. I'm almost scared to know. Okay. Okay. Well, there's nothing really scary about it. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? That That's going to be your response. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. So. Okay. Anyways. So, on the summer night of June 13th, 1901... At approximately 6 p.m., John and Ada's eldest son, Peter, who was 31 at the time, heard gunshots that rang through the house coming from upstairs. He ran upstairs to see what was going on and found the noise coming from the locked doors of his mother's bedroom. He rammed the door over and over to break it down and gain entry. And when he gained that access, he found a grisly scene. His younger brother, youngest brother i should say clifford of 25 who had just arrived home minutes before and their mother ada lying on the floor in two pools of blood blood and a gun on the floor beside them uh-oh just the two of them in there though just the two of them in there okay so that's not a good scene definitely not now that right there is the majority of facts that we know of this case. What the shit? <laughs> there, there's a bit more, but that is the majority of the facts. Because I'm like thinking Clifford did it. But it's just the two of them that got murdered, though. Hey, it's not the whole fam. Correct. Oh, okay. Not that that's not horrific and terrible. Sorry, yeah. but. Well, I'm going to carry on a little bit here before we get into some more some theories. And we'll discuss it a little bit here. Okay. So upon seeing this, any person's reaction would be to call authorities and identify or and identify like what happened you mm -hmm. get the scene locked down but that's definitely not what happened next here no police or authorities were called to the scene only a coroner and from there the coroner called an inquest and the next day on the 14th a coroner's inquest was put into place now a coroner's inquest inquest for anyone who's curious it's an inquiry into the circumstances surrounding a death the purpose purpose of the inquest is to find out who the deceased person was and how and when and where they died. And this is all to prove details necessary for their death registry. Okay. So this essentially starts like a mini investigation when an inquest is put into place, not really an investigation on what happened, but an investigation on who okay. they are. So no, sorry, I totally get it. I was just being quiet because I'm so <laughs> thinking about why the police weren't called so my theory might have changed my head now yeah well that's that's a big thing what the fuck why weren't they called well if you're running into a scene like that there's no way that you wouldn't be freaking out calling 911 right like there's just no way so hold okay, that thought yeah, though. hold holding, that thought i'm holding it so a statement was taken directly from peter during the inquest and i have a piece of that statement here so he said I saw my brother, the deceased, arriving home at around six o'clock. He seemed ill and was tired. 
He went up to the room of my mother. A few seconds later, I heard a gunshot from a firearm, followed by two others. I ran up and broke down the door. I saw my mother lying on the floor and several feet from her, my brother, also lying in a pool of blood. A revolver a foot away from him near his hand. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Interesting. 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 Now, even stranger than all this, considering the mysterious circumstances surrounding the two deaths, the inquest was opened and closed within 48 hours of the shooting. And both of their bodies were buried within that 48 hours as well. Wow. So 48 hours after the trigger was pulled, the inquest is closed. The case is closed because literally no investigation took place and they're buried in the cemetery. Money. Money can do some things for you, can it? Definitely can. Hmm. Definitely can. Interesting. So now the Red Paths never discussed the tragic events, either among themselves or publicly. Uh, so what happened to Ada and Clifford Redpath, who murdered them? Uh, was it an accident? Murder? Suicide? And why wouldn't their families want a full investigation? Mm-hmm. Who knows? All unanswered questions. Because, sorry, there would still be three of them, three of the children alive, correct? Four. Four. Oh, they had five children. Five children, yes. Okay, so both parents have been deceased and one and the youngest child. Yeah, so that leaves four left. Okay. Okay. And the only person at home at the time was the oldest sibling, oldest uh, son, I should say, which is Peter. Really? Okay, I didn't realize that was the only one home. Well, I'm pretty sure he's the only one home. Huh. Officially speaking, though, we, we don't have an answer that came from the inquest. The records, I mean, we do have, we do officially have an answer, I should say. The record states that Clifford had an epileptic seizure while holding the revolver and shot his mother in a, quote unquote, temp, while temporary temporarily insane so having an epileptic seizure he shot his mother while temporarily insane okay then once regaining control of himself stricken by grief on what he had done turned the revolver towards himself that is the official inquest results on what happened really that's what they determined yep huh a big issue with this case is that since there was never a real investigation that had taken place there's no concrete records of what happened, only newspaper accounts. Like I said, it's, it's, there's no proof of anything. And even the newspaper accounts that we are referring to, they all contradict themselves, basically. So well, everything is hearsay after this. It's just like no one wanted to step on their toes or do anything to like. What is the saying? Stir the mud? No. Stir the pot? Stir the pot. Stir the mud? <laughs> Stir the mud. Wow. 
Like no one wanted to even, I don't know, touch this, hey? Well, I don't think, yeah, I mean, how do you even? Especially if you are going to go and investigate, okay, let's investigate this. Where are the bodies? Oh, they're buried. Where's the crime scene? Oh, it's cleaned up. But even prior to, though, no one wanted anything to do with it. Yeah. It's just, I think it's because the family was maybe so powerful and wealthy. Like, potentially, no one just wanted anything to do with this. Money talks. Money buys pretty much anything, yeah. which is frightening to think about. I mean, look at human trafficking. Money can Ugh. literally buy a human life. Brutal. I'm sure it can buy silence. And because you said they were one of the most wealthiest families in, the, in Canada, really, right? If not the wealthiest, yeah. yes. There you go. So who's to say? And the oldest would have had act, probably the most access to that too, potentially. Uh, the oldest would be their daughter, which was, what's her name? Amy. Okay. So I was thinking the one that was home. Uh, that would be Peter. Okay. So the oldest son. Mm -hmm. But the only one older than him was their only daughter, Amy. Right. Okay. So Peter, though, uh, actually initially claimed that the night of the shooting, he heard two shots, but then later went on to change his story to say three shots. Really? And you would yeah. remember, I feel like. Well, a lot of stuff is very inconsistent with this case, even when talking to, to witnesses. He also claimed that one revolver was found at the scene, but a doctor testified later that there were actually two which would suggest an accomplice or potentially even an intruder. Huh. All I want to keep saying is interesting. This is so... It's so, This is literally like the game... What? What's that? Like Clue? Like who did it in the Murder room? mystery. Well, no, that that's literally just a type of game. That's like saying video game. I don't know. Clue, the board game where it's like who did it in the... Like who did the murder? And oh, you're like, okay. It's been um, so Colonel, long. Uh, Colonel Mustard did it or killed so-and-so in the library with the lead pipe. It's the board oh, okay. game. Okay, it's been so long since I played that game. I think it's like, it's like that. You just, there's so much to put together. Yep. Yep. And you're just randomly saying this half the time because you don't know unless you're really good at the game. I never was anyways, but. Um, one of the doctors actually who arrived at the scene claimed that Clifford had foam in his mouth, which could potentially, you know, coincide with the seizure. Oh, okay. Or um, I was going to say, couldn't that be like strangling too? Well, I guess you'd see it on the neck though. But Never I mean, there was, there was no real investigation for that. So foam at the mouth would be obvious. Maybe not um, redness at the neck or something might not be. Who knows? Uh, but the family physician testified that Clifford may have shot his mother, you know, like I said. Um, but the thing is, there's no medical history or family records suggesting that Clifford ever suffered from epilepsy. Seizures was as far as records go, not a thing for him. Hmm. So if it was seizures, it's not known. And especially to have one to that degree, but then have had nothing prior to, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, like a seizure to the degree of insanity. Where you're shooting your mom. That's crazy. I could see, okay, maybe you're holding the gun. And if you have a seizure and your muscles tense up or something and you pull the trigger and you're like kind of seizing and convulsing mm -hmm. and you accidentally pull the trigger and once your muscles start relaxing then you're stricken or whatever but a seizure to the point of insanity I, i've never heard of that before well and why was he holding a gun too right right like yeah so especially moments after getting home like yeah. his brother suggested uh, now some theorize that it could have been quote unquote 
mercy killing. As Ada was bedridden with her illness and suffered with them for a long time. Right. Uh, so putting her out of her misery was a last resort and an attempt to help her or free her. Now, as for Clifford, maybe he couldn't live with the fact that he shot his mom, no matter the the intention or the will, goodwill behind it. Maybe he just couldn't stand seeing his mom like that. Thought like I'm putting her out of her misery. And then afterwards he couldn't regretted it. Like he couldn't live with it and pulled and turned the gun on himself. Which does make sense for the coming home right away, because say if, if she had asked for that or it was the plan or whatever, maybe you just come home and do it really quick or whatever. Right. Maybe. So that part kind of makes sense with the just getting home and doing it. But. But then why would she ask the youngest son to do it? Wouldn't you ask the oldest to do that, to bear that responsibility? Well, not necessarily. We don't know their personalities and stuff, right? Maybe we don't. She thought that it would affect him less or something. Yeah. But we do know that the mother had a good relationship with Clifford. Right. Clifford was one of the ones who was closest with her. And the daughter. Yes. Huh. Now, another theory talks about something a little more terrifying, though. That a loved one trying to end their mother's pain is, you know, not quite as bad as this. Peter later claimed that his brother Clifford was a homosexual and that he may have intended to tell his mother that night. And it could have potentially have been a coming out gone wrong. Now think of it, think of it this way. A high class family uh, in like late 1800s having a gay son. That would not be something that a wealthy family would stand for, I'm sure. I can imagine the only thing that they would like think towards that, that it's like soiling their name and that an argument could ensue and, you know, name calling, hatred being thrown back and forth, potentially even revenge being thrown into the mix. Well, were they a religious family too, I wonder, right? Because then that would make it even worse. I'm not too certain if they were religious, but I do know that religion was a lot more prominent in that time, mm -hmm. especially, well, especially considering today's age, but yeah. Hmm. All I know is that this is a fucking mind twisting brain fucker. If that's a sentence, I don't know, but that's what it is. I don't think, I don't believe that theory. No. Okay. Well, before I go on, what's your theory? <laughs> I think that, what the frick's his name? The oldest son, Peter? Peter? I think Peter did it. You I think, think Peter's Peter? an asshole. I think Peter did it too. I've got a theory I'm going to cover here at the end. I've got one more theory I'm going to talk about first before we, we go there. But I have... To finish off that Peter theory, okay. I think it's because he's an asshole and maybe had some sort of jealousy or something towards the relationship that Clifford had with his mother, potentially. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my thought. Okay. So I'll cover this one first and we'll touch on that. Family rumors also suggested that Clifford had an affair with one of the family's maids. Now, even though um, affairs at this time were rather normal for the era, I should say, an affair could have done much of the same uh, to the family name as a potential gay son perhaps could do. And Ada wasn't going to let her son drag the family name through the mud in this scenario as well, sparking a similar, similar argument and similar outcome. So there's that theory. I still don't even see how that would be the outcome if the mat, the mom was outraged. Like what? So she kills Clifford and then what kills herself? Like, no, no. Um, they argued and Clifford, shoots her oh and then shoots himself yes but that one still doesn't make sense to me especially because like i just said affairs are not a uncommon thing at this time mm -hmm. would that really be an issue especially for a family with money 
being like, oh, let's just pay her off. Pay or, off the maid or something. Yeah. Or even still your word against ours. It was yeah. very frequent that, you know, higher powered families would just toss loved ones, not loved ones, but toss affairs aside because of power being involved, being like mm -hmm. you're nothing compared to us. Poor Clifford. I feel like his name just being dragged to the mud here. Well, I mean, that's very good potential of that. I guess. For some reason, I feel like I like him. You like Clifford? <laughs> I have absolutely no information about him, but I just get the sense that I like him for some weird reason. Well, maybe he's a good guy. So I'm, maybe being, he's not. I'm, being, I'm being biased here. The, the problem is we don't know. He might have been a good guy. He might have been the protagonist. He could have been a super asshole. He could be the antagonist. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. There's no result. We're never going to know the result of this. That's the problem. There's no information. There will never be information. It's just. That's it. I can't believe that they're that high up there of status and that no one knows anything. It's just mind blowing. Mind it is. blowing. Well, I do agree with you, though. I do think Peter was responsible. Um, so this is what I think. I've done a little bit of digging around theories surrounding him and motives and because of families, um, secrecy alongside the fact that there were essentially no investigations in the death or anything. Uh, but everything around that is like literally, like I said, pure speculation with no evidence. So my theory, my personal theory, what I think is that Peter was upset with his brother and mother for something. What? I mean, my guess is money. Money does crazy things to people and the family business is where they all held their pride. Now, perhaps Clifford being the youngest sibling and closest with the mother was getting special attention from Ada. Uh, she could have been giving him more money or leaving him in charge of the business or ventures or potentially even wills. I don't know. Hmm. But whatever it is, I think Peter thought it was irresponsible and he thought him being the oldest son should be the one should be getting this, whether it be in the will, being more in charge of business, or maybe it's even the attention from Ada. Either way, I think Peter wanted control of the Red Paths estate, or at least more of it. He didn't like what his mother was doing, and he didn't like the attention his baby brother was getting. Perhaps Clifford was gay. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe that was enough of a reason for him to kill his own brother in cold blood. Um, but in Peter's eyes, these two were holding him and his family business back, and so they had to go. So he took matters into his own hands and ensured that they were out of the picture. That's what I think. Hmm. I hate that. I literally just hate all of that because who cares if you're the oldest sibling, in my opinion? Like, who cares? You have to, like, earn that. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100% have to earn if you're taking care of the business or and just being oldest does not always make you like the smartest or mm -hmm. or anything like like who cares but, <laughs> that you're the oldest yeah no i, I completely agree with you like 100 percent. but if you look at like the old school way of thinking the old school way yeah the oldest son you know look at that if you're the oldest son in royalty yeah you're like you're the next in line to be king you're yeah. prince right yeah it's just, it's how it was. So for a family of such high status like that, the oldest son is going to do what? Take over the business. He's next in line. So mm -hmm. I think Peter had that mentality of I'm next in line. Why is Clifford getting the attention? Why is mom giving him the attention? It should be me. And meanwhile, they're probably just bonding or he's probably taking care of her or some shit. So yeah. it's just like for love of God. 
I don't love this story at all. And I really wish there was more information. <laughs> there, like I said, we're, we're strapped for information. This huh. is it. Wow. So what do you think? Like, do you agree with my thoughts on Peter there? I do. Yes. Like, I think it, pro I definitely think that it was not Clifford. I just, I don't know, for some reason, it's just not settling with me. And I do think it was him. And I think there was definitely like some jealousy going on there. And especially if he made it so that he was like the only one home kind of thing mm -hmm. too, right? Like he was probably thinking this through. He's being very strategic with it. And then he, I don't know, he must have used money or his power or something to do more because the fact that this was not looked investigated is just nuts. It's fucked. It's nuts. It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. So whatever the case, though, the truth and what really happened will probably, well, it won't ever be known. Uh, the story of what happened was quite literally buried with Clifford and Ada within 48 hours. Uh, the mansion itself actually sat empty uh, since 1986 and was hardly standing on its own even in more recent years wow. until it was actually demolished in 19, or March 19th of 2014. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, the property uh, owner just kind of let it rot away. I'm so surprised so, by that, that they could have made that into. Um, there was there were some people trying to save the building, but it was just it was not taken care of. It was dilapidated. It was. It was garbage. Yeah. The building owner just let it rot. Because it'd be really interesting to visit that nowadays. Mm -hmm. But then also two people to get murdered in there. So yeah, not the great of his, the greatest of histories. Huh? So that is the case of the Red Path Mansion murders. I would be so intrigued too to know if like if the dad had survived or still lived, if something like this had even have happened, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's hard to say. Maybe he would have been on that hit list too, because maybe someone thinks, you know, I got to get through him to be the one who has control of the estate. Oh, wow. Hmm. So it could have been even more gruesome then. And then this Peter guy just went on his way and still made sugar and yep. blah, blah, blah. And the Red Path Sugar Company is still selling sugar today. Interesting. I don't know if I'm ever going to look at red path sugar again the the same way. Just look. It's kind of a funny little way to look at it. Red path just to me is like a path painted in blood. Yeah, I hate that. Thanks a lot. I already went there and I just don't love this. What's the other kind of sugar brands? I'm going to buy the other type. <laughs> just going right for someone else because you can't even think of it now. Oh my goodness. Huh. Wow, what a story. Yeah. And and to be fair, I'm sure that the the Red Path uh sugar company is a very well oh, built yeah. company. It's they're not fine, I'm sure. They're not like they're actually built on a blood path or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just the one person just wanted to get in that business and had potentially had to get in the business and needed to do what they needed to do. So Yeah, it does have it does have a very um I don't even know the word here, but unsettling history oh yeah there you go so, so i want everyone out there listening hit us up on social media let us know what you think happened because this is a weird case this is a weird episode because mm -hmm. of the lack of information so i want to hear your theories i mean really the main theories are it's like clifford or it's peter right I mean, the main ones, yeah. There are potential thoughts of, you know, being intruders or I'm sure the hired hitmen. Like, it's it, the list literally goes on. Yeah, it could. The, there's no evidence to suggest 
anything. So anything is just a theory. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to get off here and go look at this mansion because I want to see what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Don't forget to hit up our social medias down below. That's Mm -hmm. where you can let us know what your theory is on this case. Our Patreon uh, link below as well in the footnotes of the show. We've got merch. Yeah. Our website. You got it all. We're, We're out there. We're out there. So thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. And as of course, as always, Until next episode, stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.